loneliness within climate activism, is it an overlooked issue? Uh, climate activism can be a lonely existence. So we put this post up on uh, Reddit recently. We asked the question on that post, uh, any personal experiences about this potentially hidden issue within activism? And we got a reply. And that is what we're going to be responding to today. Uh, my name is William Manklo. I'm co-host of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. I'm a photographer. I particularly love photographing the uh, landscapes and architecture and uh, railways. I'm not a train spotter, as don't let Stuart tell me that you are. Tell them that I am, sorry. Get my words around the right way. Uh, but that's what really inspires me as a photographer. Alongside me as ever, uh, well, the other end of a Zoom call, because we were doing this, we're, going, we're conversing over, uh, over, over Zoom, is co-host of this show, which is... Stuart the Wild Man Mabbot, and my job is connecting people with nature in as many ways as possible, in the hope that they'll want to protect it because it's part of daily life and uh during this podcast we we hope to be a a friend in your ear uh during these challenging times and one of the biggest challenges i've had this week is trying to prioritize all my areas of work and uh you know it's a challenge we all have william yeah but you you had a particularly tricky job issue work issue recently won't go into the details too much but um that's now you've now been able to move on from that um, yeah. So I know that was there was a particular work issue that was causing you issue, right? Um, and you yeah, have you have to deal true. with it. You have to you have to sort of make judgment calls and that type of thing. But mm. trying to deal, you have to deal with that, and that that, that adds extra mm. pressure, doesn't it? And uh, you know that's how we approach this podcast. We're just two ordinary guys having a chat, trying to find our way forward. And uh, like you'd expect to hear uh, two men in a pub or a bar having a chat. And we talk about things like social justice, nature, philosophy, human condition, climate, sustainability. And I heard it said the other day that all those subjects interplay uh, uh, with each other. And it's quite um, poetic, this person said. But uh, let's not geek out over it. Do you remember that conversation? No, no, where was that? I don't recall it's, that at all. You were doing a, you were doing an interview on a, an, a, some a podcasting for podcasters or something, an, an American podcast. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So the, the interview that I had, yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to geek out over all this stuff. We're just going to, uh, you know, look at it. And, it, it, you know, we, we, we hope that um, th these conversations meander and, and, and but, but what you will get is real, authentic views because it's not scripted. And it's a world-scale podcast we hope to give a local feel. And we aim to challenge the beliefs and mindsets and habits that we all have. Now, this question, William, that we, we put out on Reddit, uh, it was a very long but interesting uh, response. Who was it from? Um, well, the username is uh, wasabiglum3462. I'm sure that's not their, their given name, but, you mm. know, could be. I'll just reread re the um, the overall um, post that we put. This was um, something we put up on the environment group uh, subreddit. The question we had was, loneliness, loneliness with, uh, within climate activism, is it an overlooked issue? And the, the real question we actually put in the post was any personal experiences about this potentially hidden issue within activism. Now, straight away, I think it would be pretty much got a, a direct response to it. And I'm, I'm guessing who, whoever they are um, have has had experience of activism because straight away, I'll just go straight into their response. Stuart and I have been, uh, will be working through this, this response and re re replying to it bit by bit so we're gonna we're gonna take a chunk each of this there's quite a few there's yep. about four paragraphs of this response so 
Uh, but yeah, and it's a bonus episode for us outside of our normal release schedule. So we thought we'd approach this as a bonus episode. Yeah, just just two two just two points I'd like to make here. One is thank mm. you very much for replying, whoever you are. Um, we're going to actually put this as a response on Reddit anyway, so you'll actually be able to see the uh, the, you know, the 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 response. My brain has lost the second the second reason, so we'll just move on. The <laughs> so the, the the reply that they they they've put here is. Um, it is incredibly isolating. If you're doing it right, you're likely being vilified or outright criminalised by the community surrounding the jobs you're threatening. Sustained volunteer work takes away from other more lucrative opportunities. And if you're already impoverished, there are some inherently alienating dynamics between the college uh, proto-liberals who are patronising you or spending only a weekend over the summer working with your lifelong struggle. Consistent harassment by law enforcement sucks. If you're committed to jail or prison, then that is obviously isolating. There was a lot of encouragement from other crusty activists, but there were so few of us. OFC, I was an autistic suicidal basket case, whoring, drinking and smoking constantly and skirting a range of criminal activities and always had trouble attracting friends. So I'm sure I would have felt lonely regardless. Paranoia, paranoia would undercut a lot of potential friendships, though. I knew I could have easily seduced any undercover FBI agent to the resistance. Ex-military private security a-holes, as they put it, had the misguided notion it was their duty to protect business and never miss an opportunity to lean on or threaten you. Stuart, do you want to do you want yeah. do you want to start? <laughs> There's a lot in there already, isn't there? Right, yeah. as always. Well, we're, we're not going to pick everything apart. We're going to leave it uh, for for you know you, the listener, to analyse as well. But it is interesting that. Um, it's almost, uh, it reminds me of the saying, um, sometimes you, you go into battle with your friends and then suddenly you turn around and you're the only one there. Yeah. Um, that, that jumps out at me on, on that one. That, that's a very lonely experience. But the people who, who disappear, they've got their reasons for disappearing as well. The last bit of that, it said about the, um, the private security a-holes. I had a misguided notion that it was their duty to protect business and never miss an opportunity to lean and threat on you, threaten you. I see that a lot in protests in protests in London and various Birmingham and Manchester. The the police are there protecting the the the, the interests of the business businesses being protested against, and with climate protesters. Um, you know, it, 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 they're trying to save them. Their their view is they're protesting to try and save themselves because they they see, uh, you know, that it's going to be societal collapse if we, if businesses keep carrying on with this these notions, uh, and so the protesters see the police as protecting the interests of business world and the decision makers. Uh, at the detriment of human survival. But then I see protesters approaching the police saying, look, you're doing this under the guise of your job and your your uniform, but actually you're us as well. You know, your leaders are leading you down the same path as us. Th th those two things jump out at me. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was looking at this, um, this really right at the start of this about sustained volunteer work um, taken away from other more lucrative opportunities. Yeah, voluntary work always does that. You know, I, I, I don't volunteer as an activist, but I volunteer at my local market and I know that takes a certain amount of time out of my, out of my week, um, but it's something that, that, I, that I want to do and I have to, I have to, I have to manage that. Um, 
have to manage I have to manage that time because it could be quite mm. easily that you can get very sucked in by it and don't realize just how much energy it's taken from you from a, on a daily basis you have to you have mm. to manage that and manage your own expectations of what um what you can actually you can actually achieve uh, anything else I, to say? I know a lot of people like like Greta Thunberg Thunberg sorry and various other people who who aren't in the public eye that dedicate their life to various protests um around the climate and various other things and and their argument is that you know by by volunteering shall we say or being a concerned citizen or being an activist whatever you're you're you don't see much of a future unless things change so if you take these lucrative opportunities job career paths or whatever you've got a career but you know it's, it's like a friend of ours who works in the film industry yeah, uh, that they often say, well, what's the point earning a fortune making these entertainment films? Because, you know, if we have societal collapse, it's not going to be a film industry anyway. Yeah. Uh, and they're beginning to move into uh, the realms of self-sufficiency and living off grid and various things like that. But if you start doing that, you, you, you're labelled as a hippie. That's my take on the... the, 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 the it may not be lucrative, this volunteering thing, but by taking up the lucrative option options you're going down a dead end anyway if it all collapses yeah and and also i mean I go back to reflect on my own volunteering time and it's not just been for this but other things in the past i'm not volunteering i not not everything that i do needs to make money and needs to be i don't need to be lucrative in in every aspect of my life as well i i, I just do things because i need to but it just go back go back to this whole thing about like how it can be isolating that actually sometimes it it can be exhausting as well you know being a volunteer and being an activist is definitely that way because of well basically what we've what's being said in this post about how 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 uh, the tactics that are used by by the police and by uh, private private security you know mm. so do you want to go on to the rest of this um this reply just go on to go to the next paragraph because yeah yeah the 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 uh, the only thing i'd say on that first paragraph is um yeah you you are getting a lot of harassment but I think um, protesters or, or they need to think about the psychology a little bit more. And we want to explore it through a, a series in this podcast called Beyond Stereotypes about the psychology of, of you're angry enough to make a stand. But that anger can be channeled against you by the authorities, by they keep keeping you angry. It distracts you from your, your cause. I often say in protest to protesters, look, you are actively being distracted. You're having your anger used against you. Just stay calm, observe, watch, and 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 then give a considered response. Yeah, because okay. that was to, I'll just I'll just say that's the tactic of the police, especially, is to antagonise enough for the, for you to respond in an, yeah. an unlawful way that they give you give yeah. you an excuse to that for you to be removed from that situation, yeah. even if it's temporarily. You know. Yeah. 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 Go, go anyway, on with the rest of the go with the rest of the reply. Reply. It's really an interesting reply. Paragraph two, and you can find this on Reddit if you want to read the whole thing. But uh, or said there is a lot of solidarity and better, more organised folk who could manage the support. And even if I only briefly met members uh, of the wider network, I could feel them moving with me every step of the way. I think as an American environmental activist. Most of the loneliness comes from the sim- from simply being an American than any work associated with activism. This is very interesting. That to evoke uh, a, fam- a familiar allegory, 
when you settle into your bar stool at the end of a day after filtering out the cracked out lumberjacks who clear cut old growth pipeline and oil riggers the liberal appeasers the conservative wingnuts <laughs> and the backing banksters and the fascist pigs there are only that there are still many people remaining who will still buy you around I just love this. Obviously, this is an American, William, because there's all yeah. these Americanisms. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just love, love this. Yeah, there's there's a lot of groups there that she's... I, I'm saying she, sorry. Yeah. They... Could be. Are, uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 um, my own... Obviously, my own opinion slipping out there yeah. because we've got no idea here. But mm. a, lot, a lot of groups that they are, they are specifically um, pointing out there um, and this whole idea of somebody who would actually still buy you a, buy around, buy you a drink. Mm. There's there's still a lot mm. of those people around. There's, it's almost like saying that the community that are interested in this and the community that are uh, inspired to actually take action is probably bigger than we actually think it is. Mm. The, the, those groups of people that she's almost like, I said she again, that they mm. are, they're pointing out are the ones that are maybe the most vocal. They're the ones mm. that are like... Uh, causing you know they're, they're they're making the most noise but actually there's a lot of people out there that are interested in making the change it's interesting um that there are a lot of solidarity and better more organized folk and uh they're, they're still there and willing to buy you around at the end of the day yeah that that points to you need to surround yourself with the right people yeah you yeah. know but also i do see that sometimes surrounding yourself with the right people can sometimes turn into a little bit of a club a clique, um, a clique. Yeah, that happens yeah. all. That happens. That happens in any, 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 anywhere, any part of the mm. world, you know, or any type of yeah. group that happens. Any type mm. of human group. Uh, and because uh, I've seen a number of protests over the years, and when you turn up at the protests, it's pretty large, and there are some very smiley faces of people being so proud that they've managed to achieve this to get this off the ground. And I think that it's sort of almost like uh, when people start out in business, when you ask them what they do, and they're very naive and they're not really done very much. When they're explaining to you what they do, they have this rather sickly smile on their face. And uh, 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 and you, you just want to knock the smile off their face. And then you get down to the reality. Because I remember Mrs. Wildman, she, she had this business idea and she went for this business um I went for this three-day business course and I said, there are going to be people in that room who when they stand up and tell you about their business idea, they'll have this smile on their face. And I said, the ones that you need to watch and listen to are the ones that haven't got that smile on their face because they've got past that. Oh, I'm so proud of how much I've achieved. And then they're getting down to the nitty gritty. And it's the same in protests. I see people turn up the protests and great, we've achieved so much. But their mind is then off the protest and why they're there. They're they're sort of wallowing in 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 the ego, uh, human ego, or whatever the, the the pleasure. And their mind is distracted from what they're they're protesting against. And then the authorities can th fill that void. Is it is it almost that they they think that actually just turning up is enough? Is that is like they they they're proud of doing that right? That's enough now. Yeah. It's a bit like I mean, I mean when you were talking about uh, meeting somebody who's quite green, uh, uh, not mm. not long in the tooth with business. I thought mm. you maybe were thinking of me as well because of course that's when you met me. I was very very <laughs> naive business person, and uh, yeah. but I know what you mean. In that situation, you get those people that are just so like 
you, you want you want to just slap them in the face because they're just so they're yeah. they're, far, they're too positive. You know, they're they're too yeah. happy about it. You know, mm. yeah. But the interesting statement that jumps out at me, I'm glad the this person said this and not me. Um, what what was it? Um, uh, I mean, the thing that struck out to me was that most of the loneliness comes more from simply being an American. Yeah, that's what I was trying to find. Yeah, I think that's that's an interesting thing. I mean, do you feel I'm talking directly to the person who posted this? Do you do you feel that being American by itself is a lonely lonely thing? I mean, I feel that from my from my perspective, I'm British. Um, that Americans are all about self-made people, and you know, you support yourself. Is it is it from that point of view? Mm. What did you mm. think about this, Stuart? That obviously stuck well, out to you as well, didn't it? They were separating out uh, loneliness away from activism and, and just being American. Maybe that's, I don't know, it could be a social comment on how America have, have become the dominant um, country in the world, potentially. Uh, maybe it's embarrassment of some of what's gone on. Maybe it's um, not embarrassment. Maybe it's just... Uh, some Americans describe them as the, the, the country as a whole as being very insular. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, something like ninety percent of Americans don't have a passport or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have no idea why that stands out to me. It did, um, it did to me as well. That definitely stuck out to me as well because it was more of, one yeah. of the reason. Uh, they, they, like, yeah. I, I wanted to know more about that specific mm. sentence. I wanted to know more, digging, dig into more of the reason for mm. the reason behind that. Um, not, not, not as a char- not as a like a, a specific character assassination or character. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not specifically asking that for that for that mm. reason. I'm just interested. I want to know why. Mm. Mm. Okay, next paragraph. Have a go. Yeah. So yeah, this like I said, this is a really long reply, and I, we, we will mm. once again thank the person who's actually replied to this. Uh, where can they? Where, if somebody wants to find this on Reddit, how could they do it? And yeah, it's in it's in the it's if uh, uh, those those people who are aware of what Reddit is, they will know what a subreddit is. A subreddit is just a sub forum, basically, a community. Uh, this is in the environment subreddit, and so we 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 are people's countryside on on Reddit. So you can probably find us quite easily, and you can follow us as well. And we've just literally just set up our own community. So, and I would probably say if um, we'll put the link to this uh, the, this this response we've had in the description of this podcast, which is available on all main platforms yep. and you can find it there. So. Yeah. And it, it, some platforms, the links don't work. So, you know, yep. you, you might have to copy and paste it. So apologies yep. if you have to do that, but I'll carry on with this response. So we, it's a nice little, that was a nice mm. little interlude there, Stuart. Well done. Mm. Um, the next paragraph then starts. It's worse for high profile activists. Fame does strange things to your social life and self image. Worse. It limits the sort of actions you can take. I'm glad I could maintain healthy consumption of, of earthly vices without having to worry about disappointing members of the whole damn movement. Get away with petty acts of vandalism against construction and survey equipment when under the radar. Or say something stupid and offensive without some damn debate ensuing. Isolation is empowering. Yeah, I like that's That's really interesting because... In a, in in a way, you know, when you talk about fame, you know, you could actually then al- almost include politicians in that because um, this is not defending how politicians are, but you know, they're 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 so careful in what they say because they know they know that in the future whatever they say will b- likely come back and bite them on the backside, mm. right? But mm. so if you when you've got somebody who is a high profile high profile activist, and I'm t- the person I'm thinking about straight away is Emma Thompson. 
Mm. She'd flown all the way over. I think she to to, to for a, a, um, an XR um, a protest a couple of years ago. She mm. she flew first class both ways, and somebody had actually photographed her and saying, "Is she a hypocrite?" Kind of ties in with the whole gas guzzlers protesters mm. thing, doesn't it? If you remember, Stuart. Yeah, yeah. The uh, pre- one of the previous episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that, the, 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 that, that's what the, sticks the out English. To me. The English humour in me pulls out one of the last sentences saying, uh, effectively, the, the person who's put this is saying they, they like that they, they work under the radar because they can say something stupid and offensive without the damn thing being debated. And then we're debating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a humour to that, isn't there? I wonder, yeah. I wonder what, because we haven't had a, a di- <clears throat> we haven't had a direct response to our response to their response. So mm. this is a response to their po- our post. Uh, we mm. actually replied to that, didn't we, and said thanks yeah. very much for this, but we are going to, and we are going to record an episode of this podcast. Yeah. There was an upvote on it, but you can't see who it is. I'm guessing it was yeah. them, and mm. but I wonder if they they they, oh, they they probably have even forgotten that we've even yeah. promised this because this is this is about a month ago yeah. from when we yeah. when now we're recording this. Okay, so the last ch- paragraph. If you're happy to move on, yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, last paragraph. I'm sure every lonely person feels overlooked. Though the networks activists rely on are fickle and fragile, and I hear a lot of reactionary talk calling activists of any movement entitled or privileged, ignorant of the personal sacrifices made on behalf of our quiet mother. I assume they mean Mother Nature. I only hope, with the rise of modern fascism, all the various protests and movements intersect and amplify environmentalism and real mitigative actions can be made systemically before it's too late. Now, this is again uh, something we want to try and get off the ground in the Beyond Stereotypes series, is the, the, the support networks that activists need. Um, and they are fickle. Um, because they do, some act, act, activist groups, they do attract people with wider social issues and they bring that baggage into it and it ceases to be about the actual aim of the protests and it's about managing the the individuals who are on the protests. You're, you're talking uh, most about a self-help group, aren't you? I think that's what it can yeah. turn into. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. And, and it... it Okay, I put I put my neck out there, and I got no problems against these groups of people in society. But there were some number of protests I've been on over the years, and a lot of protests attract homeless people, um, and which I don't have a problem with. But they bring issues in with them, and different motives. Um, as a lot of people who who, who are bi- bipolar issues, so you suddenly get somebody coming in with all this energy. And then suddenly they disappear because they're, they're, they're having a downtime. It's very hard to sustain the mo- momentum behind a protest when you're managing those ups and downs of the individuals. And when I say about homeless people coming in with protests, I don't have a problem with that. It, but, but sometimes uh, homeless people, some protests have tent, tents and campsites. And I, I, I see it as they, they, homeless people come in because they say, oh, we can have some shelter. Yeah. Um, and then and then latch on to oh yes yeah, it's not a bad idea to protect the, 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 these trees or whatever they're protecting, and then uh, the, the the original protesters then have ethical decisions to make because once that protest is over whether you win or lose what's going to happen to those homeless people, so you then you are using up energy 
focusing on that. Mm. Um, and I don't have a problem with homeless people or bipolar, people with suffering with bipolar. But it does spread the energy um, in consideration. And I, uh, I, yeah, I put my neck out there and, and point out, that's what I witnessed myself. So, and it's not about setting up a protest to exclude these people so they can't come in. You have to set it up knowing they will. Is it? Is it? It's trying to keep the focus of 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 what the actual protest is about, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why the support networks can feel fickle and fragile because there's all these disruptive influences which yeah are there to be dealt with. Yeah, it's it's, it's conflicting interest, conflicting things as well, conflicting interests. Yeah. Uh, that that there there should yeah. be, especially with the protest, it needs to be clear what the goal is and clear what we're protesting against. Um, mm. There is. I was just thinking about this sort of whole idea of, um, you know, a lot of reactionary talk calling activists of any movement entitled or privileged. Now, I've heard that quite a lot. And I would say that that's, a, that's an assumption I need to challenge in myself. You know, I quite often think that, that um, activists are people are of privilege because, you know, it goes back to this whole idea of voluntary. It's a voluntary thing. Mm that you're taking time out, you're not making money out of it, that you, you're taking time out of month, that, of time out of what you could have actually be working and making money. And mm. it, it seems it could be, and again, this is a, an absolute, absolute assumption of mine, is that the only, the only people that can afford to, to, to protest long-term will, will protest. But that's wrong, isn't mm. it, right? Mm. That's an assumption mm. that I actually have yeah. and I need to I need to confront within myself, definitely. Yeah, uh, and many people would say a lot of these protesters are dropouts and they're being funded by the state on benefits to, to be able to be there. Yes. What I do notice, a lot of these, say pictures on social media come up of a protest, you know, the criticisers need to get their consistency and the criticism sorted because they'll look at the picture or maybe they don't look at the picture. Uh, and they'll say, these are a bunch of old people, crusties, they need to go back to their retirement homes. And then other people will say, they need to get jobs, uh, they're dropouts. And other people say, these people stink, I can smell them a mile away. And I just think, or it's the same picture they're commenting on. <laughs> and it's sort of like, I think you've lost your argument if you're actually telling somebody they stink. Go back to primary school, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, that's definitely made this an explicit episode. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, it's it's an it's an assumption that you need to challenge. I think we we all make assumptions in our lives um, about people, about how how somebody dresses and how they how they talk and um, what they oh. what they choose to do as a pastime or what they whatever the assumption is, right? Especially you know you know you've probably had a lot about you being a train spotter, right, Stuart? But the uh, oh, <laughs> I, it was once said to me, you'll never make it in radio with an accent like yours. Yeah. Oh, there's a, I, actually. It just reminded me. There was a a post by Paul Whitewick, who has been a previous guest of ours on the podcast, mm. where somebody had um, on one of their YouTube. They do a they do a YouTube channel all about a really interesting YouTube channel. They go really into deep into the industrial history of the country. They they, they travel right across the country and go to find places that are dis, are disused railways or disused mm. canals and. Anyway, geek out about it. They really do geek out about it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Referring back, right? Um, yeah. But they, they, is this it, when he says the word free? No, it wasn't when he says wheel, when he says wheel. But because he's because yeah. he's got a bit of a London accent, it comes out wheel. There's no there's yeah. no L. And this person yeah. had done this whole post, this whole comment on saying you should get elocution lessons and and uh, if you don't mm. if, if you don't if you don't stop doing these elocution lessons, uh, I'll I'll kill a cat for every time that you 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 you. you uh, 
you make you mispronounce something mm. and i was like mm. that's a reactionary post that's an assumption mm. again you know the uh, assumption mm. that that people on that are doing this sort of thing should be perfect english pronunciation etc 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 yes the same for me or they said oh you'll never make it in radio and audio with your accent uh, and i thought to my, and i and i did say this it says you used to talk about elocution lessons this will be bleeped out so brace yourselves people uh, I did say to this person, I said, okay, I'll go and get ele elocution lessons and I can tell you to f politely. <laughs> Lovely jubbly. So for all you Americans out there, th this is an insight into English humour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, particularly our, our humour. Uh, right, that's the end of that. That's the end of that um, response. Thank, um, thank God. Yeah, well, yeah, if you believe in God, right? But yeah, yeah. That, that's the end of that response. I'll... I'll I'll say once again, thanks for for, for for whoever whoever this is who's replied to this. Hopefully, you all hear this. We're gonna we're gonna post this up as a reply on Reddit, so you they'll whoever this is will be able to see it. Um, it's a bonus episode on all platforms of our regular podcast. Yep, uh, the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Thanks for sending in the the, the comment because it just gives us uh, something else to. What do you call it? Riff around. Yeah, to talk around. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. I mean, if, if 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 whoever you are wants to reply to this, or somebody else wants to reply to this, we might even actually re re record a reply to the reply to the reply to the reply. Yeah. I think that's enough. Too yeah. many replies, right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll leave you there. Thanks for listening. I've been Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit. He's been Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit. I mean William Mankler, of course. And uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you in the next full episode. Mm -hmm.